0: Welcome back to another episode of Strong for Performance. I'm Meredith Bell, your host, and I am just so excited to have with me today uh, someone who's a very special person and entrepreneur, Jeff Moore. Jeff, welcome.
1: Thank you, it's an honor to be here and you and I go back a lot of years.
0: we um, do. Let's not say how many. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I've been a fan of Jeff's for quite a while because he's such a smart marketer and salesperson. He is currently the director um, of seafood and business development for Global Protein Group, which is a division of Porky Products. And what size is that company? Five billion? <laughs>
1: No, a little over two billion. Two billion, uh, and they just—they're a fantastic uh, group.
0: That's and awesome. Well, what one of the things I want to brag on you about that you probably wouldn't say for yourself uh, is that in less than a month, Jeff took their sales of this group that he's in charge of from five million to eighteen million dollars. Now that is really significant. And we want to go a little bit deeper about how did that happen? But meanwhile, I want to just as background, let our listeners know that in addition to running that business development unit, you also are involved with a mastermind yes. that includes high level consultants and coaches. Yes. And your focus with that group, for your own role with them is helping them with their messaging and positioning. Correct. That's a real strong area of expertise for you. And we're going to go into that in more detail today in our conversation. But to start with Jeff, I want you to give us a little bit more about your journey. What uh, has happened to you over the years in your um, progression here as an entrepreneur?
1: You know, I, I mean, it just, it'll be real fast and I'll, I'll go through it, but uh my entire life, um, I always knew that I was meant to be in sales and I was from an early, early on, um, even in elementary school when we would do the fundraisers, I'll never forget coming home. Uh, I think I might've been in third grade and, um, I had the candle box. We were selling candles as a fundraiser. And I was showing him to my dad and I had the box kind of tilted so I could read the candles. He goes, wait a minute. He goes, set that in your lap. And I'm like, okay. And there's the pictures and all the verbiage about the candles beneath me upside down. And he goes, step one in being a salesperson, he goes, you need to learn how to read upside down. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what I'm having a hard enough time reading right side up, you know, and, And he just, and so it was always that point where I I grew up with a father that was a dynamic sales and leader in food service. My grandfather was, um, I mean, he, my grandfather was one of the first guys to create the time motion studies in retail and was just a a super dynamic guy, was actually given the Pepsi-Cola bottling franchise. From a conversation, so you know I had a lot of pedigree uh, growing up with these people and and in seventh grade, this young entrepreneur he was a junior in high school, um, uh, hired me he 's a friend of the family, and he was making about ten thousand dollars a month uh, in his summer business. He was an entrepreneur and hired me to be one of his door-to-door salespeople in seventh grade, where I was making like $300 a week oh, selling wow. uh, lawn aeration, which is something out here in, in Southern California with uh, the the hard soils that we have. But uh, love that. Loved having, been in the conversations. I actually still know the pitch, you know, it was one of those things and, <laughs> and just really got the bug and, and uh, learned a lot from him. He's been a mentor of mine and a, like a figurative big brother for a long year, a lot of years. And, And just always had that kind of gift of wanting to entertain and educate Um, as a produce man. I would, I would, um, you know, people would come by and ask for what, you know, kind of fruit or melon this is. And there was an old guy on the news way back when called the green grocer. His name was Joe Carcioni, and it would be a segment in the news and he had this great voice and it would be like, hi, this is Joe Carcioni with your green grocer tip of the day. Well, I'm 16 years old, somebody comes up, asks me what this is, and I would break into a Joe Carcioni impression for these people, you know? And everybody knew who he was at the time, and it was, it's, it's an old thing, it kind of ages me, but but um, just everything was that way for me. I, I, I always knew I was gonna be in sales, I was able to, um, when I worked my way through college, even as a bartender, I started my own bartending service, um, and uh, um, called more good times bartending service, and had the, the um, you know, as far as marketing goes, it was there was the tagline: a a, sp- a a professional bartender can add that special touch of class to give your guests a lasting memory of a fine affair. And you know, doing all the things, but they I always knew that why did people I always wanted to know why do people care? Why do people hire somebody? And what would be that thing that, that would separate me from everything. And so I would have all the bullet points about specialty drinks and all this type of stuff. And the very last thing that I had my last bullet point in bold and bigger type was complete party cleanup. And people would just hire me for that. And I actually in college, I'll tell you a quick story. And I know we don't have a lot of time, but one morning it was a Friday morning. And so, you know, everybody's partying on Thursday nights. I went to UCLA I get a phone call and I answer the phone and I'm like, hello, you know, still out of it. And it's like, hi, Jeff, this is Barbara Billingsley. Well, if you don't know who Barbara Billingsley was, it was Mrs. Cleaver from leave it to beaver. And I'm like, it is not, you know, and she's like, Oh, oh but it is. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. I'm like, leave it to beaver starring barbara billingsley hugh beaumont tony dow and jerry mathers as the beaver oh my god well she saw a flyer of my complete party cleanup and hired me to just do her christmas eve dinner at her for her family and to you know (laughs) pull the stuff out of the oven and do all this kind of stuff and i'm making hundreds of dollars a night and i'm like this is awesome and just you know, but then I started to figure out like, Hey, wait a minute, you know, do I want to be the guy that's serving the meal or do I want to be the guy that's hiring the guy that serves me? And so it was just kind of a thing where I just have always had that entrepreneurial spirit, no matter what I did, no matter where I worked, um, always had a drive that would position myself differently. And so, you know, fast forward uh, in sales and, and marketing and, and was president of a seafood company and just, uh, you know, the kind of the adult next level entrepreneur thing and marketing thing came when uh, Tony Robbins did his ultimate business mastery summit back in 2009. It was what is now business mastery, but it was Chet Holmes and Tony Robbins doing their first Mm -hmm. thing out in Vegas. And I attended and, you know, that was the first time I ever met a young brash Jersey kid by the name of uh, Gary Vaynerchuk that literally changed everybody's perspective that night. And, and I started this this thing after that because they had a home study course. And I said, hey, told some friends of mine, I said, hey, I'm going to, you know, do this home study course. Come over with me on a Thursday night after work, you know, 7 o'clock. I'm, you know, be there. Don't be there. I don't care. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get better. And started, four people showed up one night. We watched Vaynerchuk's keynote. And we talked about it. And we, I helped people understand what it meant to them and really told their story better than they could to themselves at that point. And it grew from four to eight to, and I mean, I think there's now just under 800 people from 26 countries, uh, in Thursday night boardroom totally free, but I got to meet some of the greatest people on the planet. And, um, and so fast forward, uh, uh, I had my own seafood company. We sold our seafood company, um, to a company out of Miami and, I don't think they really knew what they were doing, or at least they—I, I don't know. But uh, um, turns out that that wasn't going to be where I wanted to stay, and so I left the company uh, uh, September of last year. Uh, started with Global Protein Group with zero dollars in sales. So we went from zero to five million by February. September to February, we did—we're doing five million annualized, uh, and and. You know, that really was kind of the testament at that point was the relationships that I had built over the 20 years or 17 years that I was president and the 20 years that I was in this business, um, the relationships were were beyond. They transcended, you know, transaction. People always knew, my customers always knew that I had an obligation to present options, opportunities, and offers on everything they did, whether it was mine or not and that was a positioning thing, right? They always knew that they could, non-threatening, hey Jeff, I need some information. They knew that, I, that that it wasn't gonna end up in this hardcore sales pitch or whatever. It was, you know, hey, this is great. And what evolved was, and when Cheesecake Factory, when I left and I had Cheesecake Factory as one of my customers, and BJ's Restaurants as one of my customers, and House of Blues, and, and, and Lazy Dog, I mean, all these different restaurant chains, are contracts that I've had over the years, forever. And so when I left and Cheesecake Factory called me up and said, we're gonna go with you and we're gonna go with you now because the previous company that I sold to really wasn't servicing them well. I go, gosh, you know, this is gonna be, you know, it was really telling because I'm like, well, this is really challenging. It's December, it's like all this stuff and I'm kind of thinking out loud and she stopped me and she goes, Jeff, do you know why we do business with you? I said, because I'm cute. And she's like, no. She goes, you don't make your problems our problems. You make our problems your problem. And then you come up with the solution. So we're going to support, we're supporting you. We're giving you our business. We're not telling you that we're expecting the world, but we want you to fix it. Whatever's broken, you fix it. And that's what you've always been. And the level of trust we've had with you for over 17 years is literally that. So stop
0: a second, Jeff. This is a really important point that I want our listeners to think about for themselves. Because in the corporate world these days, there's constant turnover in people in various positions. So someone that you've cultivated a really strong relationship with, because I've worked with coaches and consultants over many years, and it's very discouraging When they've taken the time, they've built this relationship, and that person leaves. And now the new person is, they have to start from scratch, if at all. But sometimes the new person that comes in is attached to a previous vendor. Yeah. What I'm hearing you say is stay in touch with those people who leave Mm -hmm. that you had the great relationship with because they may bring you in for your services in that new position that they, um, get involved with,
1: you know, and for me, I, I, you know, I have business friends. If, if I don't like, if, if it's like, I don't know, like, and trust them and they don't know, like, and trust me, there's a very low probability that we do business together. If it's not a person that I would like to an eager, be eager to have over to my house for dinner, you know, introduce my family. Um, I brag about them, you know, all those things. If I can't do that, I'm really, it's really my, Um, my ability to be the best that I can be for them is is lessened. It's still probably more than my competition's going to be able to do uh, in a lot of cases. But, um, you know, I have a relationship with my customers that can call me and it might not be about seafood. It might not be about anything, but they just want to call and they just want to share some stuff. And that's really like the connection that I have that I'm most proud of um, with the people that I work with. And, and it really comes into the fact that I have over the years created this ability and the skill to be able to tell somebody's story better than they can to themselves. You know, and I, I paraphrase like Wyatt Woodsmall that said, um, through Evan Pagan, uh, if you can articulate the needs, desires, challenges, fears, and aspirations of the other person, no matter who that is, customer, spouse, friend, child, you know, sibling. If you can articulate their needs, desires, challenges, fears, and aspirations better than they can, not better than they can to you, but better than they can to themselves, you pass the tipping point of being their trusted advisor. And then all you need to do is carry forth with that same conversation with those same attributes and you'll be their trusted advisor for life. And so when I hear about people that say, Hey, I used to have this customer or I used to have this client and then, you know, we moved or did there's something happened and, and it went away. I don't have, I have a in my mind, I don't understand like anything less than clients for life. Like That's for crazy. me, I've had people that just pay me $2,500 a month to keep me on speed dial to, for, you know, just to, to be that trusted advisor because they don't have to fill in a lot of context
0: Mm -hmm.
1: they can pick up this conversation they can be in the middle of a sentence and I already know what they're talking about and it's always
0: yeah let's talk a minute about how you go about being able to articulate their problem better than they can articulate it either to yourself or to you or to themselves what's your process for getting inside their heads in such a way that you're able to do that
1: (sighs) You know, it's very much about where have they come from. So, you know, hey, you know, how long have you been here? Two years. Oh, where were you before that? I was here, oh, for how long? Oh, a couple of years. What about before that? And so I start to find this commonality of what their path was and and to be able to articulate where, to to be able to understand where they were leading up to here, right? Because every moment brings us to this moment and this moment brings us to the next. And so I find out, I, I get to know them. And so anytime I'm sharing something with them, they understand in the context of which I, what I'm sharing is that this is, this is them. I'm sharing it about them because I'm able to utilize where they came from to bring them to where we are today mm-hmm. and, and, and show them that they really do understand this. And so, you know, to be able to tell somebodys it's funny when you can tell somebody's story better than they can to themselves and you've established that relationship, there's a funny look on their face when you walk in the room and it's like they, they're, they're almost saying to themselves, here he comes, here comes Jeff. He's going to tell me a story about my favorite subject, me today. Where am I going to go? And I, I take this all the way back into like, my mom who was a a super talented woman and and still alive and uh, in her late seventies when she would tell me, you know, bedtime stories, but it wouldn't be out of a book all the time. It would be a story that she would tell about me as the star of the story. And, you know, playing out in front with the kids in the cul-de-sac. And then all of a sudden a helicopter landed in the middle of the street and it was you know, my grandpa and he came, Hey, I'm picking you up. And we're going to go fly around the city and look at things from up here. And all the kids were like, Oh my gosh, look at this. And, you know, it was so cool that I got to do it and I got to bring friends and whatever. And she would just tell these fantasies that would just be like, Oh my God, they would just, you know, you'd have these great dreams and, and all of these things because that was the last thing. And I've just, that's always been kind of the thing that to be able to tell somebody's not just their story, and and I'm going to use fantasy just because that's got so many connotations. And and I'm in a messaging place when somebody says, "Oh, well, that word you know has a lot of meanings." I'm like, well, will get rid of the f and word then." Because, but it's just to be able to tell this story that makes them feel elevated and feel better about themselves. And 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 an experience that they might not have had, but they just experienced it in their mind's eye.
0: To You're be painting to... a picture for them totally. of, of where they aspire to be, but maybe haven't been able to see themselves there because of their own limited beliefs, perspective, experiences.
1: So let me tell you, there's there's when Thursday Night Border when we were talking about it, and and There's some questions that we had introduced, and we've narrowed it down to this compelling introduction that you and I will talk about. But there was, you know, who are you? You know, what do you do? Who is your customer singular? You know, what is that unique product or service that sets you apart from your competition? How does your customer brag about you or your client brag about you? And they mess that up all the time. And then the last one was, what do you do that makes you the best in the world in the eyes of your customer? client, right? Whatever you're going to use in this, but, and they go, Oh, you know, I do this and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, guys, there's an answer to this. And the answer is I am you and I know where you're going. And I've been there before. I know the shortcuts on the way. I even know the obstacles you're going to face. I even know what you're saying to yourself while you're on this journey. And I know something else. You're already there. You just don't know it yet. Let me show you the way. When you can impart that, and you don't say it like that to people, but in your actions and in your conversation, when you can help somebody see themselves as a as their better self, and then realize that we're not future pacing; that this is today. You are this person, and so in any client meeting that I have, any anything where I'm dealing with a coach or or I'm consulting for a business or whatever, there's no homework. We finish and you are this new person because this is who you really are. And so it's just, that's really, and so that's what I wanted to kind of lead to that because you introduce themselves to their better selves. But the most powerful thing is, is that that's their better self right now. They don't have to do anything. They don't have to jump through some flaming hoops. They don't have to do this. All they had to do was just decide I'm going to become this person. Now I am this person. So why not just become?
0: That's great. Yeah. I love that because too often we do think we have to complete some steps yep. to get there, to arrive at this place that's different than where we are instead of just peeling back the layers of ridiculous things we've said to ourselves yeah. <laughs> or beliefs we've adopted and just let those go.
1: The, so, and the beauty of what we do at The Network, which is our mastermind group that, that we have um, with my partner Nick Peterson, um, is the messaging part, the value discovery, V-A-L-Y-O-U. We call it the value discovery session. And value discovery and a compelling introduction all come together because I'll listen to somebody and I'll listen to them and, and they'll start to use words. And I'm like, define that word. What does that word mean? You know, they want more impact in their life. Well, what is impact? I know I've got great impact when dot, dot, dot. Give me all the elements. Like what's, what's the stuff? What are the ingredients of this thing? And then through this, this discovery process, all of a sudden people start to see in more defined shapes in more, in more vivid color, who they are truly. And, and really to be able to hold up this magic mirror that says, so you do this. I've had a guy, I had a guy, we, it was, we did a, uh, Steve Sims, and I don't know if you know Steve Sims, yeah, you know Steve Sims, from, he wrote the book Blue Fishing, he's the English oh, guy, that he's okay. the, the number one private concierge in the world, and we had a contest, he had a contest for his book, and we won the contest, and our friends of mine and I, and we did a tour of Tesla, and then we did like a session, like a mastermind session at the bar, after, And I said, let's do this, like introduce yourself with this compelling introduction. My name is Blank from Blank Company, and we provide Blank product or service to Blank type of client, so they can have this type of benefit without this kind of hassle. And I was going through the whole thing, and I said, let's just get rid of the jargon, do all this type of stuff. And um, the first guy stands up and he says, my name's Jay. My, um, My partner and I are social philanthropists. And I was like, oh, nice to meet you, Jay. And I'm like, what's that? And he's going through this whole thing. And I go, can you just tell me what you do? And he goes, well, oh, we do a couple of things. They both have to do with trees. And I go, okay. He goes, um, "He goes. one of them is we actually plant trees in inner cities of third world countries that the species of tree actually eats more carbon than regular trees, and so it helps, you know, it helps with, with with the environment. And I go, oh, so you help the world breathe easier one tree at a time? And he's like, holy shit, can I use that? And I'm like, yeah, you can, but I want everybody to see what just happened. If we, if you sat down after I'm a social philanthropist, that never would have come, right? And it was just, and so and it was just like, it was that easy, helping somebody like like tell me specifically what are those things that you do, and so in the messaging, because people want to be articulate, they want to be brief they 've got this elevator speech, and so they want to come up with all this speak that smells makes them sound smart, and you know it's you know it, like like Dean Jackson, you know you could talk about oh we we generate leads I create customer getting websites it's like that's and people know what that means, you know, and it's like, and it doesn't matter who you are. And so it was, then it's prompts a conversation. And so that's where the messaging part comes into, you know, we have this form and I'd be more than happy to share it with you. So you can share it with your listeners. Uh, the value discovery, sure,
0: we can put that on, uh, the, um, show notes page.
1: Yeah. And uh, so I'll send, that over I'll send it over to you. I'll send it over to you.
0: Can you but give? An ex- I love that example that you just gave, and so thinking about how you work with the folks in this mastermind group, as you mentioned, some of them are very high level consultants and coaches. Can you give an example of one or two of the folks there that you've helped simplify their message? Because
1: oh God, oh no.
0: uh, four. Well, just as an example, Jeff, looking at different profiles on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And reading people's headlines and the descriptions, you come and see you commonly see phrases like a proven professional in blah blah blah, a proven yeah. process. So you have these phrases, and I love what you just said about what does that really mean? So business
1: this whole, strategist, yeah, business strategist, like
0: simplify your message. Give us some more examples of how you've taken something more esoteric sounding. Or conceptual or vague, and made it more compelling.
1: Well, there's a gentleman that maybe he'll, he could be on your your show as well. Um, his name's Bradley Grinnan, and he he joined. He was one of the first guys to join the network, first people to join the network. Just a wonderful guy, a dear friend now. And he had, was teaching people that had the desire to become a coach, take them from zero to one. And then one to 10, you know, and then they're, they're off. Right. And that's, that's his job. And so he introduces himself, right. My name is Bradley Grinnan from what company from own your life. And we provide, you know, a a platform or or process to, to, to teach people how to become a paid coach and take them from zero clients to one, from one to 10. And I'm like, Okay. So I'm listening and I go, own your life. What's own your life mean? Well, you know, once you're able to do this, you can own your life. And he's got this big, long explanation. I said, okay. I go, what's the brand that you use? What is it? And he goes, oh, well, I'm known as the coach launcher. I'm like, okay, <laughs> get rid of own your life. And my name's Bradley Grinnan, the coach launcher. And he's just like, Oh, and I was like, it was so simple that he, then became like he took off the, 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 the jacket and the shirt and underneath was the, the, you know, the superhero suit, this guy became right. And not because of that magic moment, but who he became that we watched his business go from, you know, high five figures a month to six figures a month. I mean, I'm sorry to, to four figure high four figures to five figures a month. And then he had a six figure month, like four months later, it was just like this trajectory. And then all of a sudden he's just like, Oh my gosh, now who am I? Right. <laughs> and we all get there. We go, weeks. the greatest stress we can experience is success beyond our vision. And you can, and the, the world is lined, you know, the, 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 the cemeteries are lined with these people, Janice Joplin, you know, people in the, in the, in the, uh, you know, the, the entertainment world that they all of a sudden explode and then succumb to drugs or, or, or some other, you know, kind of thing. And it becomes scary. And so with our mastermind, where the difference in what we do is you don't join our mastermind, you become the center of our universe when you join. And so he's like, who am I? I don't know. And all of a sudden he's like kind of disconnected and he, his messaging is getting a little weird. And I said, listen to me. An entrepreneur alone is an entrepreneur at risk. I go, we're going to continue to help you understand what you've become. And so while this message is today, that who you are today, as you continue to evolve, we're going to allow you to stay grounded with really who you are, but be able to evolve, have your message evolve with your evolution. And so that's really where that messaging becomes super important And then the positioning. The positioning part is once you've honed down that message, now you place yourself in the lives of your client. But so many people are approaching people from the bleeding neck like, oh, I need help with this. I need help. The first question in my positioning deal, what was happening in your client's life five minutes before they even thought they needed help? When you're able to, remember how I said when I connect with people? Yes. When you Connect with somebody in what the, was their life of, like we. you hear the old, we all lead lives of quiet desperation. You know, it's the things that we just decided to tolerate and all of those things. We didn't even ask for help at that point. When somebody can tap into that and really truly connect with somebody where they were before they decided that they needed something, You've got a connection with them that will never be permeated. that will never be, be, be infiltrated. It, it is, yeah. yeah, or breached, I guess, is probably so the best. So
0: what would you suggest as an actual strategy for someone to understand that? Do they ask a direct question or how do they discover that?
1: Well, they do ask, but, but it's about asking intelligent questions. It's about, you know, like, like, but, but easy, right? So I go to meet the new person at Cheesecake Factory. Who's the buyer now. Hey, cool. Where were you before here? Oh, I was, you know, at Trader Joe's. Oh, how long were you at Trader Joe's? I was there for three years. What were you doing before Trader Joe's? You know, I was in college. Well, God, the college to Trader Joe's. What was the, you know, tell me about that. Like, did you get recruited by Trader Joe's out of college? Were you part of, did you know somebody? And so I was, I'm, you learn something about somebody's history. Mm-hmm. And you can really, really tell how how they're going to move through their future.
0: And you know what else you're really getting at there, Jeff, even though you haven't used the word yet, is you're listening. Oh, you're really? Actively. And, and you're, you're, you're not just listening, you're connecting the dots. So it, to me, your brain just works at lightning speed where you ask a question and you're categorizing it with other things you've already gotten from them. And I think that, that it, that's such an important skill. And what you're really doing there is connecting with them on an emotional level. You're not just gathering facts my guess is you're learning more about what was their experience like when they were at this company or that company. So you get a sense of what's important to them.
1: Yes. Yes. And it's, you know, and for me, it's not Meredith, this is just who I am. And so it didn't like one day go, Oh, I've got this evil scheme where I'm going to learn all this stuff about people. I've always been that person. Curious. I've always. Oh my gosh. I mean, the history of my family. I'm fourth generation Orange County uh, here in Southern California in food service. And so just to embrace my own family's history that gives me that confidence of like, you know, I, this is my house. This is where I am here to, to, to understand where people have come from and just truly cherish their history and who they are, the foundation of who they are, to me, I don't want to live another way. You
0: and know, I, really, think about it. You're setting yourself apart by even asking those questions because who else bothers to ask them those kinds of questions to get a sense of their own journey and experiences?
1: My—if If I was to give myself a, a name, like label for me, is evangelist. I every person that I connect with it, you know, from, from a business side or personal side, is I'm asking those questions pure and simple because I am so proud of who they are that I want to know more. That i I just because I can't wait to share them with somebody else. Right. I mean, think about it. I, I'm in the food service business, right? And so I'll go and I'll speak to a restaurant chain owner or you know, somebody that's got just a, a big restaurant or something like that, so I'm out there you know making that call. And I'll say, hey, what's the goal for the customer? And they're like, what do you mean, what's the goal? To have a great meal, and I go, really? Well, to have a memorable dining experience. You've heard that a million times. We just want you to have a memorable dining experience. And I'll be like, so that's it? A memorable dining experience? And they can just say yes, but if you know me, they're going <laughs> what Jeff, what? I'm like, what about a remarkable dining experience? And they go, what, what the hell is the difference? It's a memorable, remarkable, whatever. And I go, no, 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 no. A remarkable dining experience is an experience. that's so great that they're literally talking to each other, the people that are having this meal there, or they're talking to themselves, whatever the case may be. They're literally talking to each other and saying, who do we want to bring here next? Who do we want to share this experience with? They're not just willing to do it. They're eager and they're starting to talk about it. He goes, well, how do I form that? I go, you tell them that. And he goes, what do you mean? I go, you walk up, you know, everybody, manager walks up. Hey, how's the meal? Oh, it's fine. It's basically leave us the hell alone. Okay, great. You know, I just want you to know that I'm the manager. I'm here. You know, if there's anything you need from me, I'd be more than happy to help you. But I just want you to know. Every other manager is going to tell you that they just want you to have a memorable dining experience. They want you to enjoy your meal. I really want you to have such a great experience here that you're talking amongst yourselves on who you're going to bring here next because it's been that great. And he's like, then what do you do? I go, walk away. You've just anchored that conversation right there. They can't help but think about that. If they're having a great experience, that's exactly what they're talking about next. And so it's that when we talk about messaging and people, I love it when I'll get into these conversations and somebody goes, that's just semantics, isn't it? I'm like, yeah, it is. And it's the ball game, you know? (laughs) So it's just, it's, it's so much. um, Words matter. They really,
0: really do matter, which is why you work so hard with people to get their messaging as simple as possible. That's such a huge takeaway for our listeners. Um, Among many other things you've said, you're sharing of all these different experiences. For those who are creative and are always looking at how can I up my game, you're really stimulating them to think about, wow, am I creating a remarkable experience for my clients? Would they talk about me in a good way after I've left, you know, and done my work with them today, what are they saying? What do I want them to say? And I think that what you're getting at is being proactive.
1: Yo, big time. And here's the scary part. When you really, really are, are confident in what you're doing, you can have a client come in and say, okay, I want you to help me with my messaging. Here's who I am. Here's what I do, blah, blah, blah. If that's all I was doing in that, because remember. The compelling introduction is one part of it. The value discovery, and value is a word, V-A-L-Y-O-U, that represents the most powerful, profitable, and enduring relationships in the world. It's a language, right? And so to have a client come into you and say, this is my message, this, I need you know, messaging to help me do this. And through this discovery process, you find that that's absolutely not what they should be doing or even want to do that somebody told them that they should be doing it, that that's the next step, that they should be scaling this and making it automatic and making it where you never have to talk to a client again and do any of that type of stuff. And you watch and see this friction going on in this discovery process. And it's like, you know, eh, you know what? Not judging here, but can I just make an observation? You know, and all of a sudden I watch somebody, I'll, I'll be in a value discovery and this is how they came in and they leave somebody else, but it was them all along. We just helped them, right? Whether they knew it or not, it was like, we just helped them become who they really wanted to be. Mm -hmm. How powerful is that?
0: Well, it's, it's very powerful. And when you think of people who are in these various service professions that's really their goal is to help people make transformations in whatever area it is that they're working in. Yep. And so when you think about what is your magic, and of course this is thinking about a magician giving away his you know, secrets, but you've shared so many different things. When you're in that discovery mode, what are the things that are going on, whether it's your questions or the way you interact or the way you respond? that help that person become different during that conversation?
1: You know, in a lot of ways, the delivery is in, a, in maybe a parable or a sharing an experience that's guiding them towards this. It's, it's, a, it's an experience you share that say they go, well, this is like me. But the story ends with them being something else. And so you've just helped them guide and see because we can tell stories. I can tell you stories about my first wife, my first date with my wife and how we went and and you're going to experience your own experiences that you had in the past. Right. And so you see yourself in these stories. And so to be able to look and tell, like, like understand where they came from, understand that path, the trajectory of where they're going and to be able to create this scenario that, helps them really either validate what they're doing or, um, or make that adjustment to who they want to become, but then say it in a way. Remember, like it was uh, Mark Twain said, right? There's two reasons why people do stuff. The reason they tell you and the real reason. Usually the real reason is this person, right? You know, something great, Meredith, something great happens today for you right? Or something particularly crappy happens to you and you want to talk to somebody, you're going to call the person that gets you the most, Mm -hmm. not the person that you have to fill in all this context and all this backstory, right? Right. Because, because as human beings, as our entire race, we all share the same frustration. We don't feel understood. Mm-hmm. And so we gravitate to those people that understand us. And I don't know where that happened for me, but I understood that the most, the most interesting person in the room is the most interested person in the room. That people will gravitate to the person that, that understands them. They will make those phone calls. They will share those intimate details. They feel safe. Now that's another part about this, right? And you every every person that's ever been married or been in a relationship forever knows this. When the relationship went south and you started to have to protect yourself, the single thing happened was you stopped feeling safe, emotionally safe around this person. And so you felt like the need to protect yourself or the need to defend and, and go back at them. And all of a sudden things crumble. And my wife and I were having that type of relationship back in about 2012, 2013. And I just told her, I said, flat out, you know what? We don't move forward unless we can feel safe with each other again. And that we don't feel like everything, like the Miranda rights, right? Anything I say can and will be done. We use against <laughs> uh-huh. them, right? But the, the way to understand somebody and make them feel safe in their vulnerability, that person is going to, always think about you because you're always thinking about them.
0: That's so powerful, Jeff. Wow. You have shared to me some really critical truths here in our conversation that uh, about human nature, about relationship, not just relationship building, but relationship maintenance, and extension and and really like you said, lifelong relationships. When you yeah. go in with that goal and not a transaction to make this sale or get this contract signed, you have a whole different way of being. Yes. You show up differently, you interact differently, and people feel that. They yes. sense that from you. I sense it. I mean, it came across and comes across in the passionate way you talk about what you do, it's clearly just in, in every cell of your body. And yeah. I think that that is such an important insight for everyone listening here is because anyone who goes into the service professional where they are providing a service that's going to be of value to other people, they have a deep sense of caring about others. Oh,
1: it's an ache. Right, yes, it's an ache.
0: Exactly.
1: Oh gosh, I'm this person I just want so bad. You know that whole vessel and, and whatever that, that the vessel in the lighthouse or whatever that metaphor is. Man, I am a vessel, one thousand percent.
0: Right, and so this whole idea, what you have done is you've embraced that. You have no reservations with letting that show when you're with somebody. You want them to know you have a depth of caring about you that's different. from other people. And so to me, one of the big takeaways today is for each listener, when they're thinking of, or when they're with a client and interacting with them, how can they be that present, that caring so that they're not concerned about, because you know what I never heard you once say is you were concerned about how you were coming across. Yeah, it's yeah. always what can I do for you? How can I help you? Let me learn about you.
1: You and know what you'll never hear me say by the way? What? How can I help you? I when somebody says that to me if 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 you, I'm a client and that's why the history thing is because people want to become like coaches are like I want to help this person go to the next level. I want to become part of their future. It is I'm going to tell you that you're never going to truly become part of this person's future. If you have not positioned yourself in part of their past. And so Uh, when somebody comes to me and says, you know, Hey Jeff, you know, thank you so much for what you've done at Thursday night boardroom. And I just have one question. How can I help you? Right. Magnanimous. Thank you. Right. Thank you. I'm such an ass. You know what my answer is? How did you helping me become my burden? Why don't you just tell me, watch what's happened to me in my life. Look at how I behave. Look at the, you know, I'm, I'm an open freaking book. Look at what I do. Why don't you tell me how you can help me? Why don't you offer something? Why don't you give me an observation and say, you know, I, if, I, if I may, I think that I might be able to give you a perspective that might help you through this. But if you're going to, if, if I'm paying you, especially and you ask, how can you help me? I, I, that is the laziest damn question ever, right? You know, it, it, we had a, a Wild Things warehouse sale We, we uh, back in the day, and this, I'm totally going off, but we would sell on Saturdays. We'd have one Saturday a month where we would sell just awesome restaurant-quality seafood and steaks and all this great stuff, and it was so fun to do. And I'd cook, and we'd just have this great, great deal. And people would walk in at the beginning of this thing, And they, and our assistants would go, can I help you with anything? Right. You've heard that. How many millions of times you've heard it? No, thanks. Just looking. No, thanks. Just looking. And I'm like, okay, we're going to stop saying, how can I help you? Can I help you with something? And I want you to ask this, what's your favorite kind of fish? Because now get into a conversation with them. Are you a fish lover? Do you love steak? What's your favorite cut of steak? Get them into that conversation. Words matter. The way we position the matter. Then we used to sell these awesome you know, insulated bags at the, at the checkout counter. Mm-hmm. Great one's huge. I mean, you could do you know, picnics, whatever you could do, beach, anything, or put crap loads of seafood and steak in when you come shop at our place. And if you shopped with the bag, if you had the bag, we gave you a free piece of fish at your checkout. Yeah, you want some Mahi or salmon? Oh, yeah, whatever. Well, you get up to the checkout counter and they go, Hey, would you like to buy an insulated bag? No, I'm good. I go, we need to stop doing that. You want to become free fish of the in part of the free fish of the month club? How do I do that? Yeah, free free fish of the month? Absolutely. Oh, well, you just buy one of these bags for $9.95. And then every time you come back and shop here, we're going to give you a free piece of fish. As a matter of fact, when you buy it today, we're going to give you a free piece of Mahi or Salmon, you pay for that bag in three visits. Yeah, absolutely. We would sell out. I would, I would sell out so fast, Meredith, those bags that I would get a new shipment of bags in, like a hundred bags, and I'd send an email out on a Thursday. Now we know how fast email. It it doesn't work very fast. It's a text message. Yeah, okay, you're going to get an answer. Email got to be a little patient. I would send an email out. I was so connected with this group this customer base that we had our family that I would send a thing out and I would explain the new bag we got in. And it was like people that have already bought bags, right? The new bag. And Oh my gosh, this one, this one we've bench tested it. It's got 200 pounds, not that you'll ever lift 200 pounds, but 200 pounds that you can pull on this thing. You can take, you drag it behind your car. So I'm going to, within an hour, we would almost sell out of the bags. I'd forget to tell the people in the office that I'd sent the email. i go, you need to call in because we're going to run out this Saturday. If you're not going to be there right at when we open, you're going to run out. And people would call in and every, you'd hear this, Jeff, did you send another email? <laughs> but it was all about the, the position and the story and helping people become part of this story and be able to do things. Like you see this thing behind us, right? My, you got banners and my wife's got her college prep counseling business before we even started the business, before the business was even a thing, I already knew the lead magnet, the the, the white paper we were going to do. And I was like, what can we do to make people absolutely feel that they have to have this information? First thing I even thought of, because how are we going to tap into the parents on this? Because they're the customer,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? The The lead magnet is, College prep and the high school experience. 10 things parents wish they would have known before it was too late. It's like, you don't even have to be a parent at that time. You're like, what are they? Right? Right. So, it's so funny because the other day my wife's like, yeah, 10 things parents should know. And I go, no, that's not the title. <laughs> She's like, what? I go, dream. that's like perfect NLP. You really need to understand that every word that's in there is super important, you know? And so like you talked about, words matter. We so badly want to be expedient in our delivery, whether it's our own desire to get the hell out of this conversation or hoping that somebody else wants to get the hell out of it. If we're not impactful, we then go to expedient and so much stuff gets missed.
0: Mm -hmm. What you're, what you've gotten at there to me with, with talking about, you know, the title and your emails and the different questions that you ask, it it to me all comes together as engagement. What's going yeah, totally. to evoke curiosity on their part? So they want to be a part of it. They want to know more. And you're just a master at that. So I'm I'm glad you shared all those different individual situations because they stimulate our own thinking about how could we do something similar in our business? Yes. What does it take to get that kind of response like you did with your bag selling out? What's our equivalent of that? So people listening to this, there's so much richness here from what Jeff has shared and it's worth listening to more than once <laughs> because we are in different places at different times. When you think about Really, what you've talked about today, Jeff, applies in in kind of two parallel tracks for our listeners. In one is for them individually, for their own development, their own journey as an entrepreneur, as a coach, as a consultant. And then as they are meeting with their clients, thinking about these very same things and applying them to that relationship they want to establish. So they become the only choice. Yeah, person. I mean, just listening to you and thinking about how much you really love the people who you have done business with. You care deeply about them, and they know that. So, how our individual challenges as are how can we do that with our own clients? Yes, so you've given so much richness today. Is there well, anything you. else you want to? Um, that you might've thought of as an additional tip as we wrap up here. And then I'll ask you to share how people can connect with you and learn more about you.
1: I I would just, in every engagement that you have, search for something that excites you about the person that you're talking to. Search for that thing that just, that, that you really truly makes you light up. And, you know, and and when somebody can see that you light up about them, that's a very attractive thing. I mean, look at me. I'm I'm not a very good looking man, but I married a beautiful wife and there's got to be something that works in this type of thing because she's my best friend. I'm so proud of her. She looks at her, you know, her private practice, not like a job, but like at her ministry, you know. And so, you know, I think that, that for what I lack in in physical attributes, I make up for in just the absolute way I love the the people I'm dealing with, and so that's just uh, um, me being a little self-deprecating, but uh, sharing. Well,
0: no, what you just said that is pure gold because I think sometimes we're too quick to brush off somebody as possibly not interesting or not uh, not clicking with us. When it's really up to us to find that thing, like you just said, that's wonderful. Yep. Because we all have it. Every human being wants to be recognized. You said understood, but also recognized as you,
1: No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. The recognition so, is such a beautiful thing, too.
0: It is. So tell people where they can connect with you and find you either on social media or on your website.
1: Well, uh, social media, uh, I guess you could just find me at Jeff Moore on Facebook. Um uh Thursday night boardroom is our my free connection. Uh we're on Facebook there. Uh you can ask to join there or go to Thursdaynightboardroom.com. But if you want to elevate this relationship, there's a couple of steps. Uh masterymode.com, uh where you can join the vault or the network. Um, and those are my partners. Um, uh, Nick Peterson and Dan Giulianotti and um, they're just a brilliant group of guys and they invited me in and we created this thing called the network and it's uh, these high-end service providers that uh, um, where, as a matter of fact we have a retreat that starts tomorrow uh, and it'll go Friday, Saturday and part of Sunday um, but people have us you know as, as their support system and so uh, masterymode.com uh, we are, as far as marketing and outward marketing and things, we're so hell bent on that organic connection that there's not this funnel. We don't believe in funnels anyway. We believe that because funnels need gravity, we need to be able to, you know, through engagement, help elevate people through the process.
0: Oh, I love that.
1: And so, masterymode.com, you can get a hold of us. But uh, you know, and, and heck, if you want, you you want to email me and tell me, hey, you know, this was, you know. Great, or, or boy, I wish you would have slowed down, or, or something like that. You can get a hold of me at jeff at masterymode.com. I mean, that's throw that out there.
0: Excellent. Thank you. Well, Jeff, it's been so much fun to watch you in action, listen to you <laughs> in action with your, your energy, your passion, and your commitment to really elevating other people. And I want to thank you for your commitment to do that.
1: No, thank you so much, Meredith. And I'm just, you know, I, I'm I'm so glad that you and I have connected again. And, and um, you're just doing some great work. And I can't wait to introduce more people to you to be on your show, because I just think that this is going to be an awesome. Oh,
0: Thank day. you. Well, I look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Strong for Performance podcast. Now head over to growstrongleaders.com to learn how our tools can increase your impact with clients and expand your business. And while you're there, grab our free ebook, The 5 Secrets to Getting Better at Anything. Until next time, I'm Meredith Bell. Make it a great day.